Welcome back to But Make It Hallmark. You're still here with me, Patty, and my co-host, Chingai. Chingai, how are you? Hey, I just got my booster, so I don't know how I am. <laughs> Merry Christmas, Moderna! Yeah, Merry Moderna Christmas to everyone from I, in the Moderna fam. <laughs> Moderna fam represent, I am in the Moderna gang, and I hope to get my booster end of the month, I think. This week, though, we did have some slightly offensive movies. <laughs> just slightly. Just slightly. I think our threshold for bullshit has just, I don't know, is it gone down? Uh, and this week, unfortunately, some didn't quite make the cut with some mistletoe misses. We've got something right in between a mistletoe miss and a slated, so we're still not sure what kind of like merry meh Christmas that was. Uh, and then, of course, we have two lovely slated movies from Countdown to Christmas. And we'll see how this goes. So, you know what, Chingai? Let's just get into it. All I'm right. going to start with a Hallmark Movies Now movie. <laughs> so, this is like not even in our lineup. It's in this new uh, subscription channel that they have. Thankfully, we got our hands on it. I don't know if mm. that's a thankfully. But anyway, <laughs> let's start with Sugar Plum Twist. Starring Jamie Gray Hyder, Laura Rosker, and Hector Rivera. After failing to get the coveted role of the Sugar Plum Fairy in this year's production of The Nutcracker, Viviana Serrano, an aspiring ballerina, joins forces with Natalia, a retiree from the New York Ballet, to create a surprise reprise of the dance of the Sugar Plum Fairy with a Latin twist. Mm-hmm. The size has it all. Thank you, Hallmark Movies Now, for the inclusion. We've had so many Latin-focused movies mm. that have been awesome. Yes. This wasn't one of them. <laughs> the sh- I'm okay with the Nutcracker. I'm o- you all know we're okay with dancing. <laughs> what I'm not okay with is them... Taking the, the nutcracker and turning it into the salsa. It was just bad. It was just bad. No matter how talented the dancers were, I just couldn't bear it because the music killed me. And I could not pay attention to anything else. You know what? This, this didn't have to be a Christmas movie. Why force <laughs> it? Why force it? Why, why, and why put this in Hallmark movies now? Is it because no one watches Hallmark movies now? <laughs> I don't know. Oh, well, yeah. So, n- n- please, just stop doing movies like this, please. Yes, please stop. Please. <laughs> I beg you. More movies, we hope. Stop? We have our next uh, movie. And unfortunately, <laughs> Miracles of Christmas did not make the cut this week in terms of our faves because, well, it was not our fave. With our Christmas journey starring Holly Robinson-Pete, Lyric Bent, Nick Sanchez, Aloma Wright. As a single mom and her teenage son with autism come to a crossroad during Christmas, she must learn to let go so he can flourish as she finds her own heart healing in unexpected ways. All right, call me Grinch because (laughs) I am usually not a fan of Holly Robinson Pete's movies, and this one was no different. However, yay representation. Yeah, I wasn't sure. We know the autism part. I approve of this completely. I actually liked how it was represented in such a normal way. Like it wasn't some like 
ooh, what is this thing? Which I think is quite sensitive to the topic. Love it. Love it that I was just like, yep, that's part of the story. I actually also like the fact that they showed how the non-autistic sister was feeling ignored because, yeah, that's how it feels when someone in your family has all the attention. You just feel like you kind of blend into the background and, and I like how they address that. So I did appreciate the moments of the grandma and the daughter that felt ignored. I didn't give a fuck about Holly Robinson Pete and her ex. I'm just like, who the fuck cares? Just just no, just no. She wasn't annoying in this movie though. She tends to be a bit annoying to me personally. So for me, why couldn't they have just A? Actually, I also like the grandma. So it's not like I didn't like elements of this movie. It's just that she really does nothing for me. So my pitch, Hallmark, is can you have done Alvina August as like, not a single mom, but like this is her sibling or her sibling has autism, etc. And she's making it work. And then instead of her kid, right? And then mm-hmm. Ronnie Rao to be like, mm-hmm. I don't know, her friend, boyfriend that was like there helping her, her out. But her not, best friend from high school. <laughs> from, from high school, exactly. Because that is a good looking couple that I would watch. If they want to go, you know, same race. If they want to do mixed race, we can even do so much more. But I just felt like these adult actors, Holly Robinson beat and the husband, I didn't give a fuck. This felt like mm-hmm. Holiday in Harlem. I don't give a fuck. So, yeah. Sorry. I just didn't give a fuck. My one good thing about this movie, yes. one good thing is, it was certainly better than her movie last year. <laughs> so, for it's not that, saying a lot. For that, we are thankful. <laughs> <laughs> Guys, this one is a bit of a pickle. Because for the first time in this season, we have a movie where we're not sure where it fits in. And that movie is, Count Out to Christmases, A Dickens of a Holiday. Starring Brooke D'Arce and none other than, he's back baby, Christopher Palaha. To make the 100th anniversary of her hometown's Victorian festival a success, Cassie invites action movie star and former high school classmate, Jake, to play Scrooge in A Christmas Carol. All right, we have established previously our love for Chris Palaha, Double Holiday has embedded itself into my heart and in my panties and I've never forgotten him. Never. He will be there forever. Watching older stuff of his is in a new light now because we love Palaha. So if I were to give you why you should watch this movie, it should be Palaha. Guys, he plays a movie star, not just any kind of movie star, an action star in this movie. And he does it so well. It's like a parody of what he thinks an action star is. Very Tom Cruise, very like, yeah, I'm on top of like, but with some, you know, some insecurities, you know, and just like trying to connect with it. Right? It reminded me of the Ryan Pavey, a little daytime mm-hmm. drama, sensitive yeah. actor trying to make it, but I have some trauma, etc. And honestly, Brooke D'Arce, she's so pretty. But I think with Brooke D'Arce, I have yet to see her be more than pretty, you know? When she was in Beverly Hills wedding with Brendan Penny I had so much expectations for that movie because it's Brendan Penny and same here it's Chris Palaha like you can't go wrong anymore and yet it doesn't it's not wrong it's just not right things that did go right she's the director of this movie and she's always like touching his face and touching his hands and like I love that shit because because you know why I love that shit because you see Christopher Palaha reacting to it so it's 
it's I always just like how he reacts. And to be honest, this whole movie, I was just focused on him. His wardrobe is fantastic. You remember how tall and hot he is. He's a lot He's a lot less schlubby now, Shanghai. I don't know if you noticed mm-hmm. that. Yeah. I credit this to him having to mirror Chris Pine in Wonder Woman 1984. <laughs> Thanks, Chris Pine. You're my favorite, Chris. Thank you, Chris Pine, for adding to the Christmas spirit. Because honestly, Chris Palaha looks so amazing. All his like leather jackets, his big, he's so broad shouldered. This is another like, he's another of the Victor Webster's I fill up the screen look and I love mm-hmm. it. Although like skinny version of that, obviously. But just like, oh my God, yes, please engulf me in that hug. I felt like this movie could have done a little bit more tension. Like they had that part wherein, like it's just, it was just too amicable for me. He's so good when it's banter. I, I like that part when they were doing the Christmas tree. And of course it is like magic fingers, light up the tree. But then, of course, he looks at her and she's looking at the tree and she's saying, oh, it's such a pretty tree. And he goes, yeah, it's so beautiful. And he's looking at her again. It's him <laughs> reacting. His reactions are priceless. This is why he is the grand master of the Hallmark Cinematic Universe. He's so good at this. I really want a showdown between him, Andrew Walker, and Tyler Hines, where they do like a, I mean, we're going to talk about Sister Swap in a bit, where they do like a, you know, a multi-chain movie where it's just like bringing out the best because these three are the kings they are kings and they deserve the best so how can i make this movie better okay hear me out hallmark dickens of a holiday it's still chris palaha but replace brooke drca with my favorite queen bjl <gasps> bethany joylands can you imagine the banter between <gasps> bjl and chris palaha we might die again Paul Cadbell needs to write this movie but they would be so perfect they would be so perfect also height differential is insane so mm-hmm. yeah guys are you with me that is a dickens of a holiday Chinggai did you have any other thoughts on this movie sorry I'm obsessed with Chris Palaha I'm so obsessed. that's all right that's all right uh, I, I just thought that I feel like Palaha was underserved by yes. this movie just because there was no tension and that's yeah. that's why i remember texting you i wish this were an enemies to lovers yeah they could have done that and and that's because you're right um because he does the banter so well so well. if we have that kind of edge with an enemies to lovers trope i think this would have been extra i i love the comedy here like the yeah. montages and the accents and you know like like the end of the movie where they show the different cuts of the <laughs> of the play it was hilarious but then at the same time you're not sure if it was meant to be funny i mean i think he meant it to be funny yes. but then this movie was like too earnest so it there there was kind of a mismatch uh just a shout out to the five star christmas <laughs> His character of Sex in the City is back. <laughs> Again, Going strong. A wholesale rate on renting this house because <laughs> it has shown up in so many Hallmark Christmas movies. This felt like a Miracles of Christmas movie that was trying to be funny, but then it ended up on Hallmark. So they were like, oh shit, it better be more funny. He's so good as an actor parodying an actor. You know, like it was mm-hmm. just so mm-hmm. cute, the meta-ness of it all. That I, But it just isn't quite... A slay that movie because I was expecting freaking double holiday levels where I was melting into the floor and I watched it 10 million times and memorized it, you know? Like, anyway. Chris Palaha killed it, but like, yeah. yeah it, he did. It, he, he deserved better than, than he this He deserved movie. better than this. He does not 
the, his shoulders can only take so much weight. He could not carry this whole movie. I know those shoulders you, you, are broad. You know what I feel like? I feel like I, I'm this teacher who has like this this like kid who I know has so much potential, but they're like not not living up to it. So that's what I feel about this movie. It's like you could do so much better if you just knew how to work it. BJ, oh well, that's a solution. Mm-hmm. But yeah. When we're back, don't worry, guys. Some movies were good this week, so we'll see you then. Welcome back to But Make It Hallmark. It's time for this week's Slate It Movies. Thank God we have a couple. (laughs) (laughs) Let's start with Sister Swap, A Hometown Holiday Starring the Williams sisters, Ashley Williams and Kimberly Williams-Paisley, Mark Declan, and Keith Robinson. Jennifer and Meg Swift are sisters who couldn't be closer despite living in different cities. Jennifer runs a successful restaurant in Salt Lake City, which she started with her late husband, and is raising her teenage son Simon on her own. Jennifer is thrilled when Meg comes to Salt Lake City for a fun Christmas weekend. Meg agrees to stay in the city and help out at the restaurant while Jennifer and Simon return home to Hazelwood for the holiday. I wish everything could stay exactly the way it is. Selling the theater is the right thing to do. What is Christmas without movies at the Madison? A beloved holiday tradition. How hard would it be to do one more movie night? Becomes an unexpected gift. That was my first kiss at the Madison. We sister have two swap. sister swap movies, so by nature, there's really going to be a lot going on for, <laughs> for this plot to extend to two movies. I am just so chuffed that we have Ashley and Kimberly taking yes. care of this and leading the help. Yes! Because it could have gone the other way, right? Mm-hmm. So because this extends to two movies, they're, they're just peppered with, with all the usual tropes. We have a dead husband, we have a dead <laughs> uncle, we have a teenage kid. Can I just say, this This might sound creepy, but that teenage kid was like really cute. I feel like if I were, if I were like a 12-year-old, I'd have such a crush, crush on him. Anyway, yeah, props to the teenage kid. Uh, okay, restaurant competition. This one I like. Um, and then a movie theater for sale. Yeah. And a renovation, and a builder, and a dad with a kid. Oh my god, there's just so much Everything. going on, but... Because this is extended to two movies, there's mm. so much time and space to cover everything. So we do focus on the Kimberly Williams, Paisley, Mark Declan storyline here with the movie theater. But then we do see a bit of an update every so often mm. with Ashley Williams and Keith Robinson and, and what they're doing with the restaurant over the other city. So it, I like how it builds interest because... You're following the movie theater cinema thing, but you're also wondering, okay, I wonder what's happening behind the scenes on the other side, and that makes you want to watch the next movie. And it, it really makes you look forward to that, and I wish they had done it back-to-back, because I, like, I, yes. I want to know what's going to happen. I mean, I guess they know what they're doing by they having us wait a week for the next installment. That's fine. Okay, so I really like the, the banter between the two sisters. I I like how they did the teenage son kind of thing. Yeah. I, I, I'm not a fan of Mark Declan. <laughs> That's what I realized watching this. And I think it's because he just looks so uh, eager to please. <laughs> oh, I, I, it's like, oh God, he's too into her. He's too 
into her. I mean, we have to have persistence. <laughs> Counterpoint, I found Mark Declan incredibly adorable. I love the eagerness. Oh my God, what does that oh say about God. us, girl? Interesting. Yeah. Interesting. You're like dog. You're you're maybe more of a dog person, and I'm more of a cat person. Clearly, I like I like, <laughs> I like it when when they give you a hard time. Anyway, <laughs> <laughs> I like the pairing though. Okay, mm. um, Mark Declan and Kimberly Williams Paisley do well together. Um, it was really cute when there was like a holding hands moment, yes. when there was a power outage, when they were bringing up first kisses, and they had the kiss in this. You know, it, it was. Okay, despite my <laughs> my not liking Mark Declan's <laughs> over-eager uh, attraction to Kimberly Williams, it's fine. I, I felt I felt the chemistry, but then you know what? I'm I'm I think my interest was more piqued by what's going on with Megan Joe, uh, the Keith Robinson and Ashley Williams pairing. I don't know. I don't even know if this there's like a, a romantic thing going on between them, but I I find myself more interested in what's going on on their side of the story so let's see next week what else i mean i, I appreciated the dead uncle trope with the <laughs> with the movie theater I, I think that was really sweet and it, it brings like the nostalgia that we need for christmas movies mm. we like that you know um call back to an older an older time so the as for feels i think this has such huge potential for more like they can make a total sister swap universe out of this and not have it be like the god winks or the time for insert pronoun to come home it this this <laughs> feels right this feels good thank you to the williams sisters okay wh- what do you have to say patty thank god for the williams sisters seriously when we first saw this movie was about to come out and it was like sister swap we're like oh fuck it's the maori sisters <laughs> <laughs> and honestly my heart's out I'm like fuck we're gonna waste two movies on that meaning we have to sit through two movies we don't want to watch sorry Maori sisters not sorry so when it was revealed that it was the William sisters instead I jumped out of my fucking seat because I have wanted Hallmark to do one of these very high concept things we have the time for a pronoun to come home this Christmas we have Godwink but that's like a yearly installment to have something and to make it really feel like it's a cinematic universe in the way Hallmark is a cinematic universe this felt incredibly amazing my complaint like you said is they didn't do it back to back why couldn't they have done it in the same weekend a Friday Saturday a Saturday Sunday mm-hmm. or you know because I feel like that would have made it even more like heightened like yes yes i'm gonna come back tomorrow and then you can actually see like i don't think people's memories will remember that there was something last week versus you know a week later we're this is the tiktok generation guys i know we we cater to aunties here but if we want the younger crowd we gotta make things faster and so i'm a bit disappointed in the timing of this one but what i'm just gonna do is i'm just gonna rewatch this because it's quite wonderful to rewatch anyway right before i do sister swap christmas in the city because i like it it really feels like it's kind of like a the holiday but make it hallmark because they switch places something like that i i like that i really like this plot and unlike chingai i actually like mark Kirkland. <laughs> i do like it when guys are earnest and transparent and just tell you things up front he is so fucking goddamn earnest i love it i get how it could be overwhelming and but 
see she wasn't just an adult and she's like i like it i like how i feel around you but like she knows she admitted that she had responsibilities and that felt real she has a son she has a business he is just, and he also he's a father he needs stability so i really love again this is an adult romance this you know who i felt could do this too this is like a Kevin pascal kind of thing mm-hmm. i'm not trying to improve it because this was a great movie it's just that i wanted i wanted to i wanted the two-hour special with ashley you know Ashley Williams says, I'm excited. I'm really excited for her. These sisters are delightful. My favorite parts are when they do the split frame phone calls. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Again, high concept. Unlike Hallmark, like two big stars. And they, obviously they're sisters. They already have the chemistry. But they bring it out so well. This was so well done. I love the Williams sisters. I am just so, so glad it was them. Like, I don't know, maybe... My, my gratitude for that has biased me towards this movie, but they are the only sisters we acknowledge. I'm so excited. <laughs> okay, we can't wait for what's coming up next week, but we still have one more movie on Countdown to mm-hmm. Christmas, and that's A Very Merry Bridesmaid, starring Emily Osment and Casey Diedrich. Leia's 30th birthday is on Christmas Eve, the same day as her brother's wedding. Her childhood crush is back in town for the wedding, and he is determined to make sure her birthday does not go by the way. This Christmas is double busy. It is the most wonderful time of the year. Emily Osmond is about to have the single biggest day of her life. This is the crazy part. It's Christmas Eve. This is the last one. Her brother's wedding. What do you have planned? Being a bridesmaid. And her 30th birthday with Casey Diedrich. Wait, so you have nothing planned? No, the wedding's planned. And? And Christmas Eve. And? And that's that. It's a once-in-a-lifetime celebration. So even before watching this, I'd already uh, seen on Reddit that this would be 16 candles, but make it Hallmark. So I had an idea about what was going to happen. But I had no expectations, because I haven't seen Emily Osment in anything, and her claim to fame is being the sister of Haley Joel Osment. So I had no expectations, yes, of of, uh, Sixth Sense. What? I thought they just had the same last name. Oh my god, they look alike now that I realize. You cannot unsee that. I can't (laughs) unsee this. (laughs) Mm -hmm. So she has like such high expectations for her 30th birthday. And at first I was like irritated by this whole like why do people put make it make such a big deal out of it? And they're you're you're doomed to failure if you you think that 30 is gonna be huge. But okay, so I, I was ready to hate on that grandma who who was like uh, who showed up in the beginning and was telling her as a kid, right, that 30 would be such a big year. But I was quickly turned around because I was so charmed by this movie. Mm. And there was a worldly charm store here, <laughs> which felt like a very good witch, well, Hallmark think, product placement kind of place. Is it not Bell Hook and Candle? Well, maybe. Who knows? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I wouldn't put it past them. Reusing locations. (laughs) Okay, so basically the whole thing here is that uh, the guy was her college crush, but he's also her brother's best friend, and he has this very protective vibe around him. Like he knew he she had a crush on him, but like he's not making a move because you know boundaries and all that. I I just I I don't know. I really like that this guy looks like Marco Grazzini. But, but but white, white. <laughs> so imme- immediately because of Marco Grazzini, it's like okay, I, I think I like this guy. But I mean, m- moving beyond looks, I-, I like how he was very protective of her, and 
it wasn't like he was pandering to her. He was just very a very good listener, a very good friend. He he allowed her to open herself up. He saw her. He wasn't over eager. <laughs> no. So I, I I guess I appreciate I appreciated that that boundary he was trying to put between them and that the tension that 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 came up because of that. I just felt that he was so sweet to her. You know, when she was opening up to him about her having to take care of her dad and all of that and he seemed shy like he had his hands in his pockets a lot of times and of course there was a carriage ride. <laughs> Obviously, a carriage ride with him may may be may pale in comparison to a carriage ride with Christopher. Paul. <laughs> Let's just admit that, right? But but anyway, I mean this 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 guy just totally charmed me absolutely with the mistletoe, and she just couldn't help it. She went for it. She kissed him, and then immediately regretted everything. It was so embarrassing for her. And I like how finally in the end she 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 realizes that. She didn't have to be embarrassed because he felt mm. something on his end too when he finally confronted the brother and he opened up to her and there's a surprise in the gazebo. Oh my God, he was a builder. He just ticks all, <laughs> all the boxes for <laughs> me. My one thing, my one, one, one thing about this movie is as much as I love diversity, like I said in Sugar Plum Twist, I love inclusion. When it's done right and I feel like Steven Azar has life back in his eyes in Chesapeake Shores, the dead eyes crown goes to Bridezilla from oh Very Merry Bridesmaid. Yeah, that, that was bad. Um, I appreciate diversity. I think she's a Filipino-Canadian actress. She does not admit to being Filipino, though in her Instagram, I have older, 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 and that makes me a bit more annoyed. Because, like, I get it, you're Canadian, but I really think, because it's their, like, yap family photo. I'm like, mm, her mom looks Filipino, her sister looks Filipino, her sister's name is Antoinette. Like, come on. She um, looks Filipino. She <laughs> looks Filipino, but no acknowledgement of it whatsoever. So, hmm, interesting thing there. But neither here nor there. I also, this movie caught me by surprise. Apart from white Marco Grazzini, Emily Osment actually really pulled it off. I realize why I know her face. She was in fucking Hannah Montana. Oh my god. Oh my gosh. That's where I knew her from. And I'm like, oh my god, she's a grown-up now. And she was like the adorable sidekick there. And now she's the lead. And I love it. I think what I absolutely loved about this movie is that I, again, get the feeling. This feels like um, the sister in uh, the Holly Robinson Pete movie of she not being seen and her fading into the background because there's mm -hmm. a fucking wedding. And I feel it. I feel it. I really felt her. And I like that he saw her and he made her feel seen and it was just really like, no, I, I will celebrate you and we're going to make sure that you get celebrated. And he focused on her and I think for someone that doesn't feel like she was, she deserved any attention or she deserved anything, it was actually quite nice for her to feel seen and him to really build that up. They're, they had a lot of authentic conversations that were very short and that like she'll come over to his porch. She'll, like it's all these very natural, normal things of like just every day he's at the house. Or like when um, white Marco Grazzini offered right away to help his friend with the wedding in the in Bridezilla's childhood home. I love that. It was these simple things of like, nope, everybody in your house doesn't want to help you, but I will help you. It was so like, boom, right away. I love that kind of friendship. This had really nice friendship stories in it. The groomsmen doing up the fucking gazebo and everyone like, this wasn't part of the deal. Like, I love those little moments. I think it was a, this movie had a lot going on from like 
the parents and they're wanting to retire and the dad and his health and like, guys, I cared about all of it. I was so invested. I was invested in the fucking real estate um, lady who was going to sell <laughs> the house. And then, well, now, what now? Um, like, I, I love that shit. I can't believe an Emily Osment movie, a Casey Deirdrick movie. I didn't know who these guys were before this movie came out. But fuck, it's our best movie this week. It beat out Polaha. Like, guys, can you just, can we just acknowledge that? See, Hallmark, you can continue to take a chance. Just make it fucking good. Because, again, you still surprise us. When we're back, let's get into <laughs> Mary Kill. Welcome back to But Make It Hallmark. You are still here with me, Patty and Chingai. And we want to thank you guys for hanging on. Guys, we're, we're almost there. We're almost in our last week of holiday movies. How the, how the hell are we here? It's almost Christmas, guys. But before we actually reach Christmas, we just wanted to make sure that you guys, it's f- Mary Kill time. And of course, fuck Mary Kill. If it is not explicit enough for you, we choose characters from the movies that we watched who we will fuck, who we will marry, and who will we kill. And let's start off with our kills. <sighs> Chingai, I think we're killing the same set of people. <laughs> setting I fire to, to the stage of sugar <laughs> twist. I'm setting fire to the whole production. Just never do it mm-hmm. again. I'm setting mm-hmm. fire to the writer who did that. Please don't ever write. Um, or maybe give them a chance. I don't know. But yeah, that was terrible. What did I do? What did I... I 2X'd it. And yet, I was like, what am I doing? What am I doing? There were no ads. But I was like, what am I doing? What am nobody, I doing? Nobody deserves to see this movie. No one. No one deserves it. Please watch South Beach Love. Please watch Playing Cupid. Please watch anything else. Thank you. All right. Who are we fucking? I think we're fucking the same guy. <laughs> I mean... <laughs> Okay, who are you fucking? You first. He doesn't come up a lot, so I guess Christopher Palaha is going to be my fuck of the week because, you know, oh. he's dating to grace us with his presence this week, so he's got to be I my know. fuck. I mm-hmm. know. Aren't we so lucky? Oh, so we're not fucking the same person, oh, we're but not. I think you're marrying who I'm fucking. Okay. I am fucking the very merry <laughs> groomsman, white Marco Grazini, <laughs> Casey Deirdrick. He is really cute. He He's is. really cute. He has some frat boy vibes to him. He does. So I feel like that would be a fun fuck. Um, so I'm like, yeah, you can fuck me in the gazebo. Yes, please. <laughs> it's so cold, though. Maybe not. Actually, no. Let's go to the house. It's too cold. I'll die. Well, you're right. Uh, yeah, I'm marrying, I'm marrying your fuck. I'm marrying uh, <laughs> our very merry groomsman. I guess we've established okay, what I have learned over these last seven weeks of Hallmark movies. I really like someone with a very protective kind of vibe <laughs> in Filipino. Not eager. In Filipino, aalagaan ka. Aalagaan <laughs> ka. Yes. Aruga. Mm-hmm. <laughs> okay. You like builders. Let's hear it. Yeah, I do. Mm-hmm. You like builders. Mm-hmm. You like someone who will take care of you and you don't like overeager people. Mm-hmm. Um, this is however, me like putting... putting <laughs> Putting my ad out into the world. I love it. Enjoy your marriage to the very merry groomsman, Casey Deirdre. And you I am marrying your fuck, Christopher Palaha. I don't marry (laughs) the broader the shoulders. The the, closer to God. The panties drop. The closer (laughs) to God, the faster my panties drop. 
Chris Balaha, you're right, this has deigned to come amongst us mortals, and I'm so honored he did it this year. I just can't believe it was that movie, but you know what? I'll take it. He's so handsome. He's so charming. I would wake up to that every single day. So I'm so excited to marry Chris Balaha. Welcome back. We miss you, sir. Please do more wonderful things. And we're so grateful to everyone for hanging out with us these past couple of episodes. Next week is our last of the recaps. And then we'll do our roundup of the top 12 best movies from this year. Shockingly, we have a bit more than 12, guys. I'm, I'm quite surprised considering how we started, but not as much as year 2020. But, you know, neither here nor there. If you haven't followed us on social, please do at Make It Hallmark on Twitter and at But Make It Hallmark on Instagram. We'd love to hear from you. We're so excited to hear your faves, and hopefully we see you guys next time. Thank you, guys. <laughs> Thank All right. <laughs> Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas.